Just when you thought you've seen it all, the New York Times has taken news fabrication to a new level. Monday's Times has a headline quoting a politician. The headline says, GOP senators pulling away from Trump have a lot less fear of him. And the words lot less fear of him is a direct quote. The clear implication is that a Republican used the words, we have a lot less fear of him now. The problem is, it's a lie buried deep inside the article is that it was actually a Democrat. They are quoting a Democratic senator's opinion about her perception of how the Republicans feel. They've lost a lot of fear in him. They don't have nearly as much fear as they used to, but there's no evidence to back it up. And uh, you read the entire article, by the way, and there is no substance to back up this compelling headline, manufactured narrative here, that GOP senators are pulling away from Trump. Uh, If you read Monday's Times and Washington Post, the narrative we're supposed to be believing, and the entire mainstream media right now, Trump has lost the party, Republicans are in disarray, it's total discord, the party's in shambles, they've lost all respect for him, he fired Comey, and the White House is imploding, It's, it's the apocalypse, he fired Comey, he's been taping conversations, that's it, it's over, he's practically a lame duck, we might as well hold new elections now for the next president, let Mike Pence take over, the problem is, you look at the facts, it's made up. The mainstream media wishes that this were the real narrative. They're, they're, they're desperate for it, but it's actually not true at all. Uh, we'll explain all this coming up. First, I do want to update you on the embassy because Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State on Sunday, said that we're still considering the move of the U.S. embassy to Yerushalayim. He says we got to see how the governments are going to respond, and he says specifically Israel. We need to see how Israel feels about this. And is it going to be a good thing for the peace process or a bad thing? And he says maybe Israel actually will view moving the embassy as a distraction, in which case, of course, we're not going to do it. Now, Benjamin Netanyahu responded within a few minutes saying, quote, the Israeli position has been stated many times before, moving the embassy will not harm the peace process. It will do the opposite. It will advance it by righting a historical wrong and shattering the Palestinian fantasy that Jerusalem is not the capital of Israel. So Netanyahu makes it very clear. Listen, you're not going to blame us. In other words, what's happening here is, and, I, and I'm okay with this, you know, Rex Tillerson, they're looking for an out because that would obviously be the easiest route here if they could say, listen, it's bad for Israel. We want to move the embassy, but it's bad for Israel. So he's kind of fishing, seeing what the response would be, saying, listen, if Israel doesn't want this, then obviously we're not going to do it. Now, Benjamin Netanyahu immediately uh, issues this response saying, no, 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 guys. We want it. You want to say no, it's going to be on you, but don't blame us. And look, that's kind of how the political strategy works, I think. So, you know, I'm okay. We'll have to see what ends up happening, of course. But uh, I can understand Rex Tillerson trying to do that. However, Shelly Adelson, the Las Vegas mogul, big Republican donor, is very, very upset. Now, he donated uh, $5 million to Trump's inauguration. That was the largest donation. And he and his wife also spent over $80 million on Republican campaigns during just the last election. Of course, he is a massive, massive donor uh, to the Republicans. He has been for many years, very, very pro-Israel. And he is not happy with Tillerson. He says that um, he says it was not supposed to be contingent. He says Trump's promise was not contingent on the progress of the peace process, since that was always the rationale of previous presidents, and Trump's vow was meant to differentiate from that view. So uh, uh, Adelson basically saying, listen, Trump, you promised you'd be different than the rest. You didn't make this contingent, so let's make this happen. We will keep you updated. Very fascinating stuff. Uh, Back to the New York Times and the Washington Post. They have articles. It's just amazing to me because you read the headline and you think, wow, the Republicans have lost faith. And they, they, they just jump ship. They don't believe in Trump. They don't believe in his 
uh, agenda and in his uh, direction anymore. And then you read the actual articles. The New York Times, for example, you know, they, they have less fear in him than they did a month ago. You read the article. I was surprised. Like, wow, I didn't hear anything about this. But all right, fine. They're obviously quoting some Republican. That's what they imply. And then when you read the actual substance here of the article, they have no quote. The only quote that says anything negative, uh, and it doesn't directly quote Trump, but it's some former aide to John Boehner. It's a nobody, nobody we've ever heard of. And then Senator Sherrod Brown, Democrat of Ohio, said, I'm hearing more and more of them say privately that they're more and more concerned. There's a lot less fear in him than there was just a month ago. Now, she's a Democrat. Of, of course they're going to get that quote out of her. That quote, And that becomes the headline. The headline is what a Democrat said. She doesn't give us a single name. She doesn't tell us what they said. Nothing concrete at all. But uh, I'm hearing more and more of them say that they're concerned. And there's a lot less fear of him. Even that quote, by the way, is not so bad. But it's made up. That's that's the Times' big source there, big blockbuster source, that GOP senators are pulling away from Trump. And you cannot make this stuff up. And then you have um, former... Uh, 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 assistant to John Bain or Kevin Madden, nobody's ever heard of, saying distractions like these can become a serious obstacle to aligning the interests of Congress. Again, not even a terrible quote, but that means that the Republicans are all jumping ship because some former operative of John Boehner's, for all we know, the guy's not even, maybe, maybe he's a Democrat. We don't even know what, what he's doing nowadays. And this other quote, Senator Susan Collins, Republican of Maine, says, quote, it does seem like we have an upheaval, a crisis almost every day in Washington that changes the subject. OK, that says nothing about Trump. Yeah, she's right. Every day is another crisis. But you know what? Who makes up these crises? It's the New York Times and the Washington Post. She's not condemning and bashing Trump. As far as I'm concerned, she's bashing the media because they're the ones who are making a crisis every single day. What was the crisis before Comey? Trump did something wrong. Uh, why? Because uh, Mike Flynn deceived him and, you know, Sally Yates. I mean, all these just completely empty stories every day. Instead of focusing on Trump uh, reducing illegal immigration border crossing by 70 percent and Judge Gorsuch and uh, all the incredible things he's done to boost the economy. Uh, they just keep focusing on Russia, Russia, Russia which is a made-up story. So yeah, every day there's a crisis, but that has nothing to do with President Trump, except that he's the victim in this. And uh, you look at the rest, they have a few more quotes here from senators, but it's all policy stuff. Some of them don't like NAFTA. Some of them want more funding than Trump is willing to give to fight drug addiction, opioid addiction, very, very you know conventional textbook stuff that happens uh, all the time in Washington, D.C. They're not always going to agree with everything Trump says. That doesn't mean that they're jumping ship. That doesn't mean that they're pulling away from Trump. So it's just amazing. And there's really, it goes even, it gets even more uh, almost comical because you look at the mainstream media, how much they misunderstand President Trump. They still don't get it. Two incredible examples of this are tapes, what they call recorded tapes in, in, in the Oval Office and, um, and the fact that he, he wants to cancel all press briefings. Here, let me explain. Uh, President Trump tweeted last week, to to President Co- to to James Comey, what happened was President Trump claims that they met, and uh, you know he Comey uh, requested a meeting with President Trump, and they met, and uh, you know President Trump was told by Comey that he wasn't being investigated, and uh, Comey says no, that's not what happened. We met, and Trump demanded my loyalty, and I said, listen, I'm I'm in law enforcement. I'm going to be honest. I can't be loyal or beholden to you. That's what Comey claims. Trump says never happened. Now. Trump then goes and tweets to Comey, you better hope there aren't tapes of that meeting because then you're going to you're going to be discovered. Now, oh wow, there're tapes. Does President Trump tape his 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 uh conversations in the Oval Office, Richard Nixon, Watergate? 
And now the Senate is actually demanding these tapes. If there are tapes, we want these tapes. We want to hear these tapes. You, you've got to pre- present them to the Senate right now. Now, I don't know. I would be very surprised if there are tapes. I don't believe there are tapes, but it's possible. I have no idea. But the fact that he tweeted this about the tapes, this doesn't mean a thing. Now, there are reports that President Trump has taped conversations that he's had with in business meetings in the past. And look, that makes sense to me. When there's a dispute, you pull out the tapes, and boom, it's right there. You can't deny what's on tape. So I don't see what the big deal is, and I don't see why the public has the right to know, but that's not the point. President Trump was not saying, I have tapes. That's not how he operates. They don't get it. He was responding to Comey. Comey is challenging him. Comey is challenging the credibility of the President of the United States. And Trump is saying, listen, you better back that up with the facts. You know, it's very easy for you to say what happened. But listen, you better hope there aren't tapes. That's Trump's way. That's his tactic. That's the way he says to Comey, listen, I have the facts on my side. And the way he shows the public, listen, Comey's challenging me. It's he said, he said. But I have the fact. And and Trump has this way of talking, which is actually very powerful and actually very persuasive, which is, listen, buddy, what if I have tapes? Do you ever think of that? In other words, I'm so confident that I'm right, that I'm willing to produce tapes if somebody has them. Now, that does not mean he has the tapes. No, that's just his way of talking. It's a tweet. And the, the, for days, the mainstream media and the Senate are, oh, wow, Trump has tapes. I can't believe it. It's another Nixon. Oh, it's Watergate all over again. The guy has tapes. Now, again, maybe he has tapes. I have no idea. We may find out. We may not. But uh, that tweet to me is not about tapes. And then he has this other tweet where he says, you know, maybe we should cancel all press, press briefings. He says the press now, – now, now, he said a lot more than that. You have to look at the context. But the media ran wild. Oh, wow, no more press briefings. See that? Freedom of the press. They're not going to tell us what's happening. No transparency. Sean Spicer. And their media is in a frenzy because President Trump has threatened no more press briefings. If you read the context, the context was no more press briefings. But they don't tell you this part. No more press briefings. We're just going to write it all down and give give it to you in writing. And his point was, he says, you guys misconstrue everything anyway. We have a press briefing. You attack Sean Spicer. It's a game of gotcha, as Spicer himself said. And uh, and and then you go and report it wrong anyway. So instead, we're just going to give it to you in writing. And then you're just going to publish what we write so we can write it ourselves so we control the narrative. In other words, you guys misconstrue and misinterpret. And boy, I mean, if you listen to this show, you see that uh, over and over again. So... That's really the, the the story here. President Trump is not really serious that he's going to cancel all press briefings. He's trying to make a point. You know, again, this, the, he has a certain way of speaking. Again, I think it's powerful and persuasive. I think it, it actually is a very refreshing twist and 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 a, a very good approach in Washington, where everybody's afraid to just speak their mind and everybody's so stale and so scripted. And and uh, here you have a guy who actually is willing to just talk like a regular person, like you and me. Good. Good for him. But the mainstream media just doesn't seem to get it. Uh, final story here. If, if you heard about this, Pizza Hut in, in Israel uh, uh, released an advertisement making fun of Marwan Barghouti's phony hunger strike. Terrorist Marwan Barghouti's phony hunger strike. Of course, Barghouti was caught twice on camera eating Candy bars hiding in his bathroom of his cell, eating candy bars and cookies, and uh, the hunger strike that was supposed to evoke sympathy uh, for the Palestinian plight was the total sham, uh, conducted, no surprise, conducted by a bunch of terrorists. Anyway, Pizza Hut has this advertisement where they have, it seems, this video of Barghouti eating, and they have this caption underneath, Marwan Barghouti, if you're going to break your hunger strike anyway, wouldn't you rather it be pizza? <laughs> Good for them making a mockery of this guy, which is exactly what he deserves. Pizza Hut International, the parent company, has condemned and apologized this for this ad. 
and uh, they said we're gonna that that franchise in Israel has now fired the uh, the marketing company that put together this advertisement. We're, we're very sorry for offending anybody. Now, what is the problem here? Kudos to Pizza Hut in Israel, and shame on you, Pizza Hut International, for siding with the terrorist instead of all the rest of us who, who are exposing this guy for what he is, this fraud, this terrorist. All right, thanks very much. We have exciting stuff coming up uh, here in the next few days that we'll tell you all about. Thanks for being here. My name is Yaakov M.